Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week 14 edition of the Baby Bowl. Baby Bowl week 14. Only 14, 15, 16, 17. Four more weeks left, Rob, and that's it. I, of course, I'm talking to Rob Norton, the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, at Norton0723 over there on Twitter. Four weeks, Rob, of the Baby Bowl, and that's all. I know, I know. It seems like yesterday was just starting up, and uh, we're already winding down. Remember that when we were talking about all the things going on and we were looking forward to the schedules and all those things? And now it's almost all over, my friend. All we got to do is you know, finish the last four weeks strong, which we're going to try and do now. We're going to try and look at some start set advice here for Babel this this next week, week number 14. And we'll also, I, I, Rob, I figured out a way to look at the schedules and try to say it in a proper way. Because, man, I, I, I did that a little bit last week and I was going, I'm I'm so dizzy right now. After I after looking at the schedules and trying to figure out the best baby bowl lineups and how who to play, who to wait, who to, I I think I got it figured out now how to do it. So we'll do that as well, just to look at the upcoming schedules for some favorable matchups later on this year, so you can save your players maybe for a certain time frame there. So that's what we're going to do tonight, Rob. Hey, sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, and then we got the baseball playoffs, right? You're, you're almost all set and ready to go on those things. The invites will go out here pretty soon, right? Yeah, I'm hoping I keep checking. I've been checking it pretty much every day to see if they uh, got the uh, got it open yet, and it's still not yet. Um, I'm getting to a point where I'm gonna have to either maybe, um, you know, I might just like do a sign up sheet or something, so that way I can once it does open, I could just like run through it and have instead of like cramming at that point. Uh, we'll see though, but I I, th- I think they should hopefully open it up in the next week or two. So if not, I'm gonna be doing that. Yeah, uh, my fantasy league does a great job with that. If you got to drop my name while you're trying to get them to do all these things for you, just you know, feel free. Just, just drop my name there. That, that get some results there every once in a while. Rob, uh, one of the things that I have looked forward to each and every time we get on this podcast together is talking to somebody who's participating in the baby bowl outside of myself. And most of these participants are above myself when it comes to the final scores and everything. And this guy, this guy, I've been waiting to talk to him. He reminded me earlier in before the pre podcast this fight or whatever we had uh that he that he was almost on this podcast last year and then he'd like missed out by just a couple of points and he said that he was texting one night do you guys do the podcast and i remembered that after he said that i, I remember doing that with him and I, I was like oh snap we didn't even have him on here and he is a guy who's a, who we might as well be brothers because he's a chicago bears fan listen i don't know if you know this or not rob <laughs> but but uh, uh, joe he can say the super bowl shuffle frontwards and and backwards. He could do it both. I mean, that's that's how much of a Bears fan he is. It is Joe Flo at Joe Flo over on Twitter. How you doing tonight, Joe? <laughs> well, that's not, I'm doing great. Yeah, like you said, we're uh, Bears brothers in arms. Uh, this year isn't going too great for us, but uh, hopefully the future is bright. Justin Fields, uh, we believe, right? Hey man, I, you say it's not great. I understand. I, I'm not even looking at the record. I did. I determined I wasn't going to look at the record at the beginning of the year. I was just excited for Justin Fields, and then those first three or four games, I was like, "Oh man, all the air out of my bubble. That's just just I'm gone." And then all of a sudden, whatever happened happened, and the coaching staff let him turn loose, and I have been so excited ever since then, Joe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he looks like the real deal. And uh, gosh, we just got him a receiver to, you know, oh, man. maybe that maybe a, or maybe a line to block for him. Uh, you know, he might be in business. And oh, the defense, they, they couldn't <laughs> stop. They couldn't stop us. So 
you know, but but you know, we're we're, we're right around the corner. The Super Bowl next year, so maybe a new Super Bowl start. Oh, that'd be good for sure. Yeah, well, oh, and, yeah. and then the Bears started trading off all their defensive players. We'll get to you in a second, Rob. Don't worry about it. All the Bears started <laughs> trading off. No, <laughs> hey, we are here to talk baby ball. And and Rob Joe had a great lineup this past week in week number thirteen, I think it was. In his lineup, he gave us Jalen Hurts as his quarterback last week. Uh, there's hardly been a disappointing week, Rob Norton, for Jalen Hurts this year. Where is he going to go next year in redraft leagues, Rob? Is he going above Josh Allen? Is it going to have to be after Josh Allen? Is it going to be before uh, Patrick Mahomes? Where's he going to slot in there? How are you going to rank this guy? I think he's going to probably check in after Allen and probably in the same round, I would think, as as Mahomes. My guess right now, without really looking too much into it, would be, I would guess he'd be fourth round-ish. Um, kind of in this, I mean, I'm thinking, thinking Josh Allen will go in the third, kind of like he did uh, in different leagues this year. Sometimes he'd uh, slip to the fourth, but I think, uh, people are going to start pushing up like the, the elite QBs a little bit. Um, especially seeing like how much of an advantage they've given this year, the, the truly elite guys and how good, like most, like a lot of people, uh, looking around their, uh, leagues, you know, a lot of their best teams are, are, uh, teams that they have. Uh, Allen, Mahomes, or Hurts. So, I think it's going to get pushed up a little bit next year, third, fourth round. Yeah, the you know we usually talk about a tight end advantage, you know, just a positional advantage, and how many extra points like a Kelsey or an Andrews can give you at that position. This year, it, it seems to have really kind of I don't want to say swayed its way over to the quarterback, Rob. But it, man, if you had Josh Allen in there at the beginning part of the year, you weren't losing a game. And it seems like if you've had Jalen Hurts in there, you, your chances of winning went up drastically in any kind of single quarterback redraft league. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jalen Hurts especially um, has been so consistent because of the the floor he gives you from the running. And then their team's been so good, obviously, adding A.J. Brown. So um, that's uh, pushed that ceiling up, too. Yeah, Justin Fields will be in that conversation, too, next year. Joe, uh, hey, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> you put P. Ryan in there as well, uh, and and what a great time to take an advantage advantage of him. I I wondered going forward if he would kind of mix into or well <laughs> mix into mixing <laughs> workload a little bit. But I, from what I the indications are in Cincinnati that Joe Mixon is still going to be the alpha dog, and it's going to go back to what it was before he ever had that concussion or anything like that. So great job putting P. Ryan in there. Unfortunately, you put Chubb in there as well, and I I don't get that one, Joe. Last week they were going against the worst a run defense that's not on you man that's on the Cleveland coaching staff yeah absolutely you know I'm thinking you know Derrick Henry got him for what 40 points a few weeks back I'm saying Chubb Derrick Henry you know it's a toss-up for best runner pure runner in the NFL so I'm saying well he's got to smash it for at least 20 points and you know I was actually out hunting and I uh, hunting deer and I I came back and I'm like come on Chubb has to have 20 points he's got eight points I'm saying how do they have all these scores? They had three defensive scores. I said, what What are the odds of that? That probably happened last time, 1920, three defensive scores. I'm like, <laughs> come on, where's, where's Chubb's work? You know, it's kind of kind of disappointing. So, you know, think if he gets 1520, I win by a larger margin than like half a point. So, yeah. uh, you know, but yeah, kind of an outlier. Yeah, no, definitely an outlier. And once again, you, you made the right pick on that one. Sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. You know, I, I, I quit beating myself up over things that I know that, 
the process was right. And like playing Chubb against the Texans, that's the right process. Just because we didn't get the right results did not mean you were wrong on that one, in my opinion, Rob. Am I am I crazy on that, Rob, for thinking that way? Am I trying to justify my bad fantasy world? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm I I mean, I'm definitely a, a process driven person too. So I played Chubb as well. Um and you know, I it was it was really frustrating. I thought he was gonna smash as well. Honestly, like I I had been saving Chubb. Chubb was the kind of a player where I kind of try to save for to see, you know, not that I'm rooting for anyone to go down, but if Kareem Hunt goes down, that's usually when I'm going to throw him in there right away. But at this point, we're getting close to the end of the season, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to bank on an injury for any player. And now he's playing the Houston Texans. I was like, it's going to be a smash. And, and so I was equally disappointed. Uh, you put Christian Kirk in there as a wide receiver, and also you took A.J. Brown in that same game, I believe. So that that really worked out well for you. Know, it's, no, it's not, it wasn't the same game. A.J. Brown was against Tennessee. I was, uh, Jacksonville was playing Tennessee, I think, this week. So a little mixed up there. Uh, but uh, you played A.J. Brown in a rematch, a revenge game for him. And man, he came through. He even got the he even got the general manager fired, I believe it was, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what it looks like. I mean, you know, you you trade your your number one wide receiver uh, for you know another draft pick who you got another wide receiver for. But but you know he's a top five receiving talent in the league as long as he can stay healthy, which was the key for him. But now he's got an actual quarterback that can throw down the field, and they have a rapport. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't pass up the revenge game. A lot of times. The revenge games kind of are duds, right? But mm-hmm. in this case, I said, well, there's no way that Philly does not pass all over Tennessee's almost last pass defense. It was it was a really a no-brainer, especially with, with Hurts. I saw that lining up that way, a revenge game, and Hurts against one of the worst defenses pass-wise. I said, I, that's a smash play for me. A real you know, quarterback – a real quarterback throwing him the ball. Ryan Tannehill's mother just texted me uh, to ask you a couple questions, Joe. Uh, Pat Fryermuth was also the tight end there that you put in there. He gave you 11 Bay Bull points. And DeAndre Swift, which you found him in a very good matchup as well. And a kind of a little breakout week for DeAndre Swift. When I look at his snap count, so Rob, when I look at his usage, all those things, I- I'm still hesitant to say that we have the old DeAndre Swift back in the fold. I, I still think that uh, Williams is going to be able to give him a run for his money whenever it comes to red zone stuff and all those uh, kind of activities. I I don't fully want to go into all you know, push all my chips in the middle of the table for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Swift is really talented, but like you said, it's 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 really tough to bank on him to get a huge workload, especially after he's already been banged up. Um, I think last week he still only had like 52% of the snaps. The thing is, I mean, that's kind of like what he does generally. I mean, mm-hmm. like when he, when he's playing, you know, he'll he might get up to 60% uh, in that range. And um, but I mean, the workload was nice. 14 carries. He ran 21 routes. Um, so as long as you're seeing him with double digit carries and also running 20 plus routes, he's, he's a good, he gets a good amount of targets per route. So as long as he's topping that 20, 20 route mark and that 10 carry mark, that's where you want to see him at. But like you said, um, Jamal Williams is going to factor in no matter what, especially in the red zone. Um, I think, uh, Swift got his touchdown when they did a hurry up, uh, they got down real close, uh, to the one or something like that. And they just hurried up. I uh, kept it on the field and he uh, he took it, bounced it outside for a touchdown. So a lot of times if they're, you know, setting that back up, 
Jamal's going to come in the game, and uh, we've seen he had like what thirteen or fourteen touchdowns this year. So yeah. he's he's going to be he's definitely going to be that guy that guy um, Swift. You're kind of hoping for um, a lot of pass work and and maybe for him to break a big play or two. Yeah, definitely. Great lineup, though, Joe. I'm glad you're in the winner's circle and able to join us here this evening on the Baby Bowl podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Rob, one thing I have failed to mention really for a long time, I don't, I don't, I don't like to mention these, but if you can go over to Price Picks, one of our partners, and you can actually sign up there and get a double bonus. Like you can get whatever deposit you want to put in there, they will match your deposit. You All you got to do is use the code FI today over there on Price Picks. Type it in there in the code box, and then you will get a matching deposit. And and the reason why I mentioned this, guys, is, is because I looked over there this week, and I always look over there anyway. I like to play Price Picks a little bit here. This week, they're kind of giving you a little Christmas present, all right? Uh, they usually do a little Friday afternoon special, too, where, you, where you're able to get more payout for whatever prop that you want to put in there or whatever, whatever one they have uh, labeled on there. But this week, they're giving you Justin Herbert. Rob, I, I know you are putting, you know, a lot of different statistical things together. Uh, how, how many passing yards do you think Justin Herbert's going to have this week? Just a rough estimate. Um, I would guess right around that 300 mark. Uh, well, against Miami, so because it's a shootout, it's a possible shootout and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're over under Christmas gift to you is Justin Herbert at half a point. It, it's not even for first-time users. It's for everybody. So I mean, half a yard. I'm sorry, half a yard. Uh, that's all you got to get. Half a yard. And and you can go over on that thing and make sure you don't accidentally hit the under. I did that one time last year in a basketball thing. I accidentally hit the under. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. But hit the over on that one and you got automatically you got one out of out of the four or five or two or whatever you pick to choose there. Just put it in FI today and it'll match your deposit, whatever you want to do there. I've I've sprinkled a couple of those prize picks in here, ones that I have seen along the way here, guys, uh, while we're talking about these games. And the first game we got to talk about today is your Cleveland Browns, Rob Norton, against the Cincinnati Bengals. I know you don't want to talk about it, Rob. I know you don't want to talk about it. Because you saw what I saw last week, and that was Deshaun Watson not playing very good uh, football last week at all. And and I know I don't want to say you were disappointed because I know you weren't expecting a lot out of Deshaun Watson. Maybe I don't I don't really know how to how you would feel about this, especially watching Baker Mayfield tonight against the for the Rams. Mm, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, I'm not expecting great things from from the Browns. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're almost six they're like five five and a half point underdogs i think right now and the Bengals just got chased back last week and he came back looking looking like his normal self pretty much and burrow's playing playing great uh p ryan has been playing great mixon should be back this week and he was playing great so yeah i'm not i'm not uh not expecting great things although it for what it's worth they the borough is 0 and 4 against the browns and oh. so so yeah it's it's as i say it's kind of like his his uh opposite of uh his whole mahomes thing where he's he's gotten mahomes every time he can't he has not beat the browns yet so i'm expecting that number to change to 1 and 4 but we'll see we'll <laughs> see if the browns can do something all right, all right. I can I can understand that when you when I look at this game, is Joe so Joe Burrow's not uh, Joe? You're not going to play Deshaun Watson this week, right? In baseball, uh, I mean, did, no. Did you just start playing fantasy this week? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think we're going to stay away a little bit from Deshaun. Okay. I mean, 
you know, he still might have his mind on, on other things to say the least. Right. So um, I think we'll stay away from that, especially being the, uh, the in-state rivalry there. I think Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's going to take that one down and uh, Cleveland won't be holding the ball too long. Uh, you played Samaje P. Ryan last week. If Joe Mixon is healthy, it looks like he's all fired up. It looks like he's going to be able to play against this Cleveland Brown defense. That's not really good at stopping the run. We should fire up Joe Mixon for sure and and look for a big old baby bowl boom this week out of him, right, Joe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to play the starting running back on Cincinnati. It's a high-powered offense. They got uh, three receivers and uh, go to a line now. The last couple of years, Joe Burrow slinging it around. So yeah, I think you definitely have to pop that starting running back in there either way. Mm-hmm. All right. And we can fire up any of those wide receivers too, right, Rob, for Cincinnati. We're going to stay away from the ones for Cleveland. I do prefer, I mean, I would rank them Chase Higgins, Amari Cooper, uh, Boyd, Boyd and Donovan Peoples-Jones are close for me. I think I would actually prefer DPJ over Boyd. Um, but I think any of them are honestly kind of kind of viable. There's not a, like a ton of huge high scoring games. There's there's a few, but this is one of the higher on the on the week. So um, I actually don't mind any of those five. Yeah, I thought that maybe Tyler Boyd would benefit from Hayden Hurst probably not playing. Right, he's doubtful right. this week. I thought that, but you know, it's uh, Joe's. Joe's going to just he's he's such a skilled quarterback at reading the defenses. He's going to go whichever way he wants to, you know. And and it, I'm sitting there watching. Him and Jameer Chase play, it reminds me so much of watching Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams sit there and do that back shoulder throw. They do that, and then he just throws it up to Higgins because he has all the confidence to Higgins to be able to out-muscle and out-leap the defender, whoever's guarding him. It's just fun to watch those. I say it's fun. I'm not a a Cincinnati Bengal homer, but, man, I like watching good football, Rob. And I just – when I watch those guys, I'm I'm just like going, what they make it look so easy. I know it's 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 frustrating for me as a Browns fan because they have their offense has I mean it's so fun and they have I mean all of them are some of my favorite players in the league I mean I love Burrow I love Mixon I love Chase and I love Higgins and it's like and I've always liked Boyd more than more than most people too um, so it's like it's hard for me to root against <laughs> against them liking them so much. Um, but at the as a Browns fan, like at the same time, I don't really want to see them do well because I want the Browns <laughs> to do well. At this point in the season, though, I mean the Browns the Browns are are in a in a rough spot. So I'm kind of just turned turned on to uh, um, fully wanting just whatever's best for my fantasy outlooks at this point. So um, it is what it is. This game totals at 47 and a half, by the way, 21 points for Cleveland and 27 points for Cincinnati is what I'm looking at right here for projections. Uh, Joe, let me ask you this question. Do you know, and and you got to guess this one, maybe, uh, how how many 300 yard passers has Cincinnati given up all year long? Hmm, Wes, the way you're you're posing this question, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with zero. (laughs) Zero is the correct answer. That's something. Now, now, keep in mind, whenever I give a statistic, you do have to double-check those to make sure they're right. I could have been looking at it three years ago. Who knows? But, Rob, how many 100-yard rushers has Cincinnati given up this year? I'm, I'm going to say zero as well. They've given up one to one. your oh very God. own Nick Chubb. He got 101 Ooh, on I should have done that. I should have done that. Well, and, and once again, double-check all those stats. I I did them maybe on Monday a little bit, so who knows? I could have just been <laughs> doing the last four weeks. Or, I don't, who knows? But See, I say Rob, that. We should have saved, saved Chubb for this week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> apparently, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> what were we thinking? I, 
I say <laughs> that because Deshaun Watson's prize pick, guys, is sitting there at 225 passing yards. 200, and, and Rob, you talked me into always looking to take the unders either because maybe the guy gets hurt or the weather conditions or anything like that. 225. I, I can't see him. He had 131 yards passing last week. I can't see how he could improve that almost, uh, oh, well, not quite double, but you know what I mean? I'm mean, close to double on that one. I can't see him doing that this week. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's one where, for me, like, I if I just had to guess, I would guess he would go over. But I wouldn't want to take the over because I don't really like taking overs, and I don't I don't like the fact that he did only <laughs> not do very well last week. But at the same time, they are five and a half point underdogs in a high high uh, combined yeah, total uh, game. Well, so like, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I like you're. I'm expecting them to drop back and pass a bunch this week and last week he only I mean last week he only threw for that because they got those defensive touchdowns that handed the ball right back to the other team and then they got they got a lead and they just ran the ball so it's like I would expect him to go over to be honest but I don't really like doing that so uh, you're talking yeah. me into the Cincinnati defenses on DraftKings at 3500 <laughs> is what you're doing Rob you're talking me into that. Hey, this next one, Joe, this is uh, one of the quarterbacks that I'm a little bit envious of, even though we have Justin Fields in our uh, repertoire there for the Chicago Bears. It is Josh Allen, and he is playing against those New York Jets. The New York Jets are traveling to Buffalo. Might be a little bit snowy, windy, rainy, all those kind of things up there in Buffalo this week. 43.5 point total, 18 projected points for the New York Jets, and 27.5 for those Buffalo Bills. Um, So when I look at this one, Joe, I, I, I... I don't want it to play any Jets, I don't think, in Baby Bowl outside of maybe a Garrett Wilson. A- am I wrong in that and thinking about Baby Bowl booms or Baby Bowl busts for this game? Well, uh, good question. I think Garrett Wilson is almost a must-play at this point. Um, Tredavious White, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's been out most of the year. He may be dinged up now. I, again, you have to check me. It's just so you got to check mm-hmm. on, on your stats. But uh, Garrett Wilson, I think at this point, you have to throw him in there. Uh, but, you know, whoever the Jets running back may be uh, could be an option, but but not great as Buffalo should be controlling that game there. I would think so, too. But uh, Mike White has impressed me a little bit. Just, you know, he, he I, I say impressed me. He throws the ball a lot. He, he goes for 300 yards. He throws him a couple of touchdowns, a couple of interceptions. He seems to be good and fun for fantasy, Rob, is what I look at Mike White. It, it seems to be fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's definitely enabling uh, Garrett Wilson to get his. And I mean, he, he threw a ton of passes. I don't know how many threw he threw last week, but I know the week before, the first week, he was like through like fifty some passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Mike White's definitely been fun. I'm so glad I have Garrett Wilson in a lot of leagues. So I'm super glad that they made the switch, <laughs> and uh, this is what we've been seeing. So. So, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely been fun. I'd like Elijah Mitchell, too, in DraftKings, Rob. Uh, just his playing time and, and his ability to be able to get open. At 3,500, it seems like he's always ready, and he always has that opportunity to be able to score a touchdown. And I just think against this Buffalo secondary that that's a possibility, and they, they might just have to throw the ball a little bit. So I like that. I like him at $3,500. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Moore. He's, he's looking – he's hopefully – getting back to, you know, he flashed a lot last year. He looked really, really good. Um, really was a disaster season for him so far, to be honest. And and hopefully uh, he can uh, finish it strong. 
Last time Josh Allen played, now this is a little this is a little thing here for everybody, right? Last time Josh Allen played against those New York Jets, and we're all smart enough not to play Josh Allen dirt, uh, against those New York Jets because the New York Jets have a pretty good defense. But last time he threw for 205 yards, two interceptions. He did rush for 86 yards and had two rushing touchdowns against these New York Jets. I, 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 can't, I don't think that I can, in the kind of weather conditions that he'll be playing in Sunday, I don't know that I can expect a lot more out of him this week, Joe, because he is going against those Jets. Maybe the Jets is just one of those teams that have their number, but he, they've had everybody's number this year. Yeah, Jets have been pretty good, solid defensively on defense, but, um, you know, especially against the quarterback, looks like they're uh, one of the top, if not the top, uh, defense versus quarterbacks. But, you know, if you have Josh Allen on your redraft team, there's no way you sit him. You're, you're either in the playoffs or approaching it. You got to go with your studs. That's been my motto all along, and typically plays in, you know, plays pretty well. But uh, yeah, DFS that that's more your you're in um, Rob's realm. Um, depends on if you believe that the cost is worth the potential reward there. Yeah, maybe a little uh, um, interesting weather conditions. So maybe that would be something to stay away from. But uh, I'll defer to you on that. No, no, it, it, yeah, no, it, the DFS stuff, yeah, but even baby bowl things, you know, kind of similar uh, game actions, I think, a little bit there. And I just, I, I would like to wait to play, uh, uh, who are we talking about? Josh Allen. I'd rather play <laughs> Josh Allen in a little bit better weather conditions. Rob, what about this running back situation? We got to wait to play Devin Singletary. We got to wait to play Carter. We got to wait to play Knight, Ty Johnson, James Cook. They're all fired up and ready to go. And I think we could see five running backs get maybe 10 touches a piece this week. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> very, very, very possible. Um, yeah, for baby bull purposes, I'm definitely trying to avoid um, all of it, really. It's two tough defenses. You got a lot of hands uh, mm-hmm. get trying to get, get touches. So um, I think I'm trying to mostly avoid for baby bull and then even like DraftKings, depending on, depending, I mean, I, I'm steering clear of them for cash builds, but like, uh, I'll mix them in a little bit here and there for tournaments. All right. Well, then, fine. We will go on to the next game. The Houston <laughs> Texans at the Dallas Cowboys. This one's in a dome. Rob loves the domes. 44 and a half. And Dallas is is uh, got 31 points there against 14 for the Houston Texans. Uh, that that I, I, I think that that is an understatement, Joe, of how many points the Cowboys, if they wanted to, could put up on the Houston Texans right now. Right now, the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders. It's whoever wants a touchdown gets a touchdown in that offense right now, Joe. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong with playing any of these Dallas Cowboys. Uh, for me, I'm, uh, I'm firing up. I'm, I'm doing the triple burger. Uh, Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and... Uh, uh, old Sergeant Soltz at the tight ends position as well. I'm 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 not being shy with my Dallas Cowboys. You got to use them at some point. This is their easiest game rest of the year by far. So uh, no, I think there's going to be uh, uh, you know gazillion points in this game for Dallas at least. Uh, got to stick it to the little brother in Houston there. Yes, I agree with you, Rob. On the flip side of things, and I think DraftKings purposes, our sentiments would be there with what Joe just got done saying as well. Uh, we could even play those running backs. I was, I was teasing Pierre on the DFS Dreamer podcast that I wanted to stack this game, but I wanted to stack all the running backs. I wanted to stick every running back from Dallas in a in <laughs> in the spots there. I didn't mind putting Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, or uh, Malik Davis in into those flex spots. I just I, all of them if I could. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love I love Pollard obviously the most, and so I'm sure do, so does pretty much everyone else. Um, but he is the mm-hmm. priciest 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm expecting them to have a, a good day as well. Um, yeah, Pollard, Pollard, uh, I think he could really, really have a big game. Um, uh, it's all dependent on if he busts, busts a couple loose, but he's been like pretty much the most efficient running back in, in the league this year. So you never know. Brandon Cooks is done for the year, Rob. He's done. He's done. He was done a couple of weeks ago. He was done a couple of months ago. He came out of a soft retirement just for a couple of games for some reason, probably to hit some kind of bonus or something uh, for playing the amount of games or snaps is what he probably did. That's why he came back. That's my suspicion. Just my suspicion. And now Nico Collins is banged up. I'm not sure that he's going to play after coming off of a couple of good games. Uh, will we run right back? Uh, Houston's going to be playing from behind. Is this one of those times where if you're desperate for wide receiver, you need to look at a Chris Moore or, or Philip Dorsett this go around? Yeah. I mean, it's they're definitely options, honestly. And I mean, yeah, I like how, Nico- how sneaky are they? <laughs> they're sneaky. They're the sneakiest of sneaky, but no, like, how um, sneaky can you get? <laughs> I know. I know. That's the thing. Yeah. But no, I think they're better. I think it's, when looking at him, I think they're better for for DraftKings than Baby Bull. Um, considering obviously you're playing with salaries in, in DraftKings, and Dorsett is the the absolute min at 3K, and Moore is 3.4. So if Nico gets ruled out as well, um, those guys are going to be super popular, like salary saving options, and rightfully so. I mean, they they like you said, they're huge huge underdogs in a dome. They're going to be throwing a lot. Someone's going to catch some passes. Um, Maybe so. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You never know. Maybe the other team's gonna catch more than than, uh, <laughs> than. That's always the possibility when when you got this kind of game going. But yeah, um, I'll probably they're probably too sneaky for for baby ball purposes, and then uh, I'll stick to DraftKings <laughs> using them. If you're just tuning in for the first time this year, maybe uh, <laughs> sneaky means bad. Rob won't just come out and tell me that I'm making a bad choice there, Joe. He'll just he'll tell me I'm being sneaky about that one. So he's, Rob is such a nice guy. He's a nice very guy. Sneaky, hey, I, very sneaky. Very sneaky. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, very sneaky. I, I don't do want to get that sneaky. <laughs> I do want to say I think Jordan Aikens might be the tight end there in Houston a little bit. Uh, it just seems like he's the one getting the catches, getting the passes. He is still out there splitting a little bit of time with a couple of those guys. Quit, what, Quirtino? Quitterano? But it just seems like he's the guy who's who Kyle <laughs> Allen's looking for to throw the ball to. So that, that just might be the guy if you're getting desperate at tight end, which we all might be in Baby Bowl. Aikens uh, in a game script like this might be a guy to go to. Kind of, he's he's a little sneaky, but he's a little right in your face too. I mean, he's a live body, but I don't know much else about that. About him and that. Minnesota at Detroit. I know that this is the one of Rob Norton's dreams right here. 53 and a half point total, the highest point total on the board by far. It feels like it's by far leaps and bounds above everybody else. 26 to 28 is how this one is projected to go. Detroit is favored by two in this one from the last thing I saw. I just love, love, love this game and being able to stack it up in DraftKings. But uh, Joe, this would be a great baby ball boom game too to try and play your studs again. Against all these guys that are in here right now. Yeah, Wes, I'm not really sure why you'd say that. I mean, you never want to play baby bowl players in high-scoring games, right? But, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a game you can even fire up Jared Goff, of all of all players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he had a start. He started out really hot in the year. But, uh, you know, definitely this is going to be a shootout. Neither, neither team can stop much. And, um, yeah, I mean, wide receivers, quarterbacks. Uh, there's only one tight end uh, in this game you want to play because uh, – 
Oh, he was traded from Detroit to Minnesota. Revenge game, as you would say. So mm-hmm. a lot of different options. And we also have the Sun God so uh, and Jefferson. And it goes on and on and on. So, yeah, a lot of good options here. Yeah, there's tons of them. And I know you mentioned the revenge game with TJ Hawkinson. And, and Rob, my little baby bowl dreams might have to come true a little bit if I played a TJ Hawkinson this week. And I wonder if he would get more points. Remember that huge game he had for Detroit in Detroit? Uh, this earlier this year. And I mean, it was like, where in the world did this, like, what was it? A 40 point DraftKings day, 30 something point DraftKings day. It was just out of nowhere. He had a huge game. Yeah. He had that monster game uh, earlier in the season. And then, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I love, I love Hawkinson this week. Um, I just love, well, one, I love the game environment as is. And then two, he's been, he's been really heavily utilized by uh, Minnesota since coming over. So um, revenge game narrative and everything. So yeah, it's 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 a perfect spot to use Hawkinson if you haven't yet. The only thing I've noticed though with TJ's usage, his targets are decreasing each and every game, and I don't know if that's because uh, you know other guys are getting healthy there in the system. If you know Adam Thielen might be getting a little bit healthy or whatever, but he had not. Or, or defenses are keying into the fact how much they were using TJ Hawkinson first game with Minnesota. You know, showing off their new toy at nine targets, then seven, then five, then five, and then four. And I don't think that that was necessarily because of the matchups or anything like that. I've just noticed a, a strong decreasing uh, of targets in the, for his share, Rob. That's just what I've noticed. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean, obviously the the Vikings have a lot of uh, a lot of um, options to go around, and it does kind of. It seems like it kind of coincides with um, Adam Thielen's targets because his has ticked back up lately too. So mm-hmm. um, they probably operate in a similar area of the field um, and run routes complementary or or you know parallel to each other. So it kind of uh, probably uh, they you know, directly negatively correlated to each other. I know that a lot of people have played Amon Ross St. Brown. So the yeah. next guy that we may want to play, it, DJ Shark is running around a lot for him. He's getting some targets as well. I don't think it's going to be Josh Reynolds. I think Jamal Williams is, is still, or I hope I said that right, is still a couple of weeks away from really participating in everything. So I just think if we had to turn to somebody else in this game, outside of those Minnesota wide receivers that I believe that we could have, and by the way, Thielen and Osborne might get, be good picks this week because Detroit has had a pretty good job of, of shutting down some of those number one receivers, I, I believe. And the first game against Detroit, Justin Jefferson had three for 14, caught three passes for 14. Uh, who, who's had Adam Thielen had six catches for 61 yards, and KJ Osborne had five catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. Thielen got a touchdown in that one, too. So maybe it's the Detroit's narrative to take away Justin Jefferson and let those other guys kind of run run loose a little bit. I don't know. That was before TJ Hawkinson got there, so maybe things are going to change a little bit. Uh, but for me, I, I also look on the other side of things, and I look at DJ Shark. I, he's getting tons of snaps, tons of snaps, and I can't see anybody else really cutting into that. So he's going to be out there on the field a lot during this high-scoring game if you happen to want to play him. And 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 you might even want to play that, sing that song, Joe. I can only imagine you singing the DJ Shark song, you know, the shark thing, uh, with your deep voice that you have, the radio voice that you have, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, the doot to doot to doot song. Yeah, I was hoping you would do it. I was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have so many kids running around the house. Yeah, all the time. No, no, not not as of yet. But yeah, no. DJ Chark, he's definitely an option. You know, if if you're short on wide receivers, like we all are at this point, yeah, he's. You know, I wouldn't definitely 
wouldn't uh, hesitate to fire him up. I might even play him in redraft this week. I mean, it's by Mageddon, six bye week, six games on uh, six uh, mm-hmm. teams on bye week. So you know, you might need to throw him in there too to make it into your playoffs or your first first week of your playoffs too. So yeah, definitely he is on, he's the second option there in Detroit with no no tight end. And then Jamison Williams, I think you were mentioning Jamison oh, yeah, Williams yeah, yeah. earlier. He's still getting up to speed. So yeah, I mean, you got to throw the ball to someone, and it's going to be a shootout. So uh, yeah, definitely you know, don't. Don't be afraid to fire him up. Obviously, the Sun God is the is the is the guy to go to there. But 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 Chark definitely a good option. Running backs, Rob, in this one are always tantalizing when we see these names of Dalvin Cook, Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift. Uh, those guys are the guys that that you know you want to play each each week. Uh, are you confident in playing any of them? I mean, all of them, none of them. Yeah, um, my confidence level goes from Cook. To Swift to Mixon, I mean Cook to Swift to Williams. Um, mm-hmm. I mean the thing with uh, Detroit, they've been a lot better against running backs over the last month or so. So it makes a little bit nerve wracking for Cook, but I mean still, I, I don't, I don't have any issue playing. It's not like they to me they're not a a team that you want to specifically avoid uh, with a running back. So even even with how good they've been lately, so. Any player that's a star player like Dalvin Cook getting that many touches in a game environment like this, I'm I'm perfectly fine playing. You are down for that, just like you were down for talking to Joe Flo over there on Twitter at Joe Flo on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> he's my buddy. I, Joe I, 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 at Joe Flo twenty three. Joe oh, Flo twenty three. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, like a Michael Jordan twenty three there at Joe yes, Flo twenty three uh, over sir, on Twitter. Sir. All right, sounds good. And of course, I am talking as well to Rob Norton at Norton zero seven two three over there on Twitter. You guys have got the twenty threes lining up, and you can also follow the show at fit. Uh, Oh, I don't even know. It's the show FI Today with a little underscore and no 23s on the end of it at all. And you can follow me at LoafNet over on Twitter as well. And you can follow this guy, Jalen Hurts, running up and down the field, up and down the field against the New York Giants this next Sunday. This one, it looks like a fun one, except the rain. The rain is going to be there in that environment. 45 and a half point total. Philadelphia is projected for 26 points and the New York Giants are projected for 19 I'll tell you who I love in this game. I love Devontae Smith in this game, uh, especially for prize picks. 57 and a half point, uh, 57 and a half receiving yards for him. I, I want to take the over in that one, Rob, because this, t- this team is just on fire and the Giants will let up passing yards, I believe, left and right. So I, I, I love Devontae Smith in this one. A.J. Brown got a lot last week. Devontae Smith ate a little bit too, but now Kez Watkins is out. Goddard, it's out. We know they don't like to run the the football very often with their running backs, it doesn't seem like. So they're going to have to go up and down the field a little bit, somehow, some way. So I think Devontae Smith will get his share of those passes this week. Yeah, I like Devontae Smith a lot as well. Um, I just like Devontae Smith in in general. I think he's a really good receiver. and obviously, AJ Brown is the guy there, but but like you said, um, this could end up being a Devontae Smith week, so I'm I have no problem playing him. Also, D- D- Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is playing against this Philadelphia Eagle defense. I, I, Joe, how do you look at Daniel Jones? Because over the last couple of years, we saw him as a rookie and everything, replacing Eli. And then I think we all kind of enjoyed watching his try-hardness out there on the field. And he'd had these little <laughs> flashes of brilliance, and then he'd have the flashes of falling down at the five-yard line as he's running for an 80-yard <laughs> touchdown. So I think we all kind of identify with him a little bit. You know, we got the good moments and then the bad moments, except we're not on national television doing it on a Monday night football or a Sunday night 
night football game. Uh, how do you, are, have you been impressed with him this season, Daniel Jones? Well, yeah, you, you brought up the exact point I was going to go to. Yeah. I mean, he, he impressed us until you fall down to the five yard line with no one around <laughs> you. So, uh, you know, that's kind of how Daniel Jones has been throughout his career. You know, he's had a few good games, you know, but he's you know, against Jacksonville, Detroit, but he's nothing to write home about. Uh, I think Philly, you know, kind of the constant theme here with me is I think they're going to be controlling the ball. I don't think that the Giants are going to get much of a run here. Um, Daniel Jones is going to try to, you know, do some things with his feet, maybe get some yards, make some first downs with his feet. But, but I see him getting sacked a whole bunch, maybe a turnover or two or three. Um, you know, he's an option, but Philly's defense is one of the top out there in the league. So if you have another option, go with that. But eh, I'm not a big fan uh, of him this week. I don't think that we're going to find a week where the running backs are hurt anymore for Philadelphia, Rob. We're going to you know an opportunity to play a Miles Sanders in this game a little bit against that New York Giant defense. How are you looking at this one? I think Sanders is fine. I mean, that's kind of how I've felt about him like all year. Like he's not too involved in the passing game, which is that's the that's the big downside for him. So you really want to play him in games where they're favored, which you know has been most. But at the same time, um, you know th- this could be a good spot for him. Uh, they're favored by you know almost seven or right around there, and then uh, they have a pretty high total. So. Um, team total that is and uh mm-hmm. so yeah he he's probably going to get his usual uh 15 to 20 carries and um we're just hoping that he takes one takes one in from you know further than because usually when they get down inside the five or ten jalen hurts is kind of taking it in from there so uh he's got to get one from a little bit further out and that's what that's what you hope for each week i think slayton is a possibility to play him in this game i don't like playing any New York Giant wide receivers in here or anything. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not sure I want to play Saquon Barkley either. The Philadelphia Eagles were giving up a lot of uh, yards on the ground and everything against quarter, uh, running backs a couple of weeks ago, but they've kind of straightened that out the last couple of weeks, Rob. They're not really giving up a whole lot. And Saquon, something's missing. Something, something ain't right. Something, something's just not do, clicking like it was at the beginning of the year against the Titans, that's for sure. Yeah, I wonder, I haven't really dove into it too much with Saquon, but I wonder if they're just so keying on him with so many, uh, you know, injuries to the wide receivers. Yeah, like, it's just basically just like key on Saquon, do whatever you can to stop him and uh, force Richie James and the other guys (laughs) they got to beat you. And that's, you know, that's what they're they're doing. So, so yeah, um, I I never am going to, uh, feel bad about starting Saquon, but this one doesn't necessarily feel great. It doesn't sit well with me either. I might even save Bellinger for another week, but I'll tell you one tight end who is sneaky in this game. <laughs> I, I got a sneaky tight end here, Joe, and that Thank is you. Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He caught three catches for 41 yards. The New York Giants give up yardage to tight ends, and look, we, uh, like I just said earlier, both of the wide receivers, they did a lot of things last week. And Dallas Goddard's not there. He's not going to be back for a little bit. This might be the week. This might be a Jack Stoll week, Rob Norton. I know you sit there and think I'm crazy sometimes, but this was like a <laughs> premonition whenever I was looking at the snap counts and everything. I don't think it's crazy, honestly. Um, I I, uh, <laughs> I was expecting more out of well, Jack that Stoll. That makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it crazy. 
yeah, that, I'm the guy right there. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's yeah. it's fair. Um, yeah, I I expected more out of Jack Stoll once Goddard went down. I kind of thought he'd step in and and not necessarily obviously do what Goddard was doing, but like I'd do more than what he had been doing up until last week. So, yeah, I don't I don't mind him. Um, he obviously it's 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 a it's a it's a risky play that's for sure. But I mean we're talking I, about tight ends. Tight ends. You know I just can't even believe guys. I mean this is week four. We're talking about Jack Stoll. I never heard of the guy until a minute ago. What are we what are we doing? What are we yeah it's, what are we giving it's, this guy airtime for? I mean I, that's the that's, I mean, that's what we've that's what we've that's what we've gotten to in week fourteen. We got we got Jack <laughs> Stoll and Bam Bam Zonovan Bam Knight and yeah I mean, all these household the all the household names. I got me in the Seventeen points. I was going between him and Dylan and another couple of cupcakes. Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, Kyron Williams. Thank God I didn't play him. I would have lost. But yeah, Bam. <laughs> yeah, who is Bam? Boy, yep. he, but he's but he's doing great. I love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. We're we're moving on to this one right here. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be 37 degrees. Baltimore is projected for 17 points. Pittsburgh is projected for 20 points. I don't know, you guys. Have fun with this game, too, because this, this is one of those tough games. I would want to play Huntley this week, uh, but I pick it as well. But I just I can't in these weather conditions with these two tough inter-rival division teams. These games are usually ugly, Joe, in my head. You know what I mean? Like, these games just don't go much of anywhere. This is one of those times when I wish that I could pick a defense in the Bay Bowl because I just might pick, pick, pick Pittsburgh because they've been coming up with some interceptions. And in the meantime, Huntley loves to throw those interceptions. Oh, yeah. No, the play here for Baby Bowl, if it was possible, yes, is probably both defenses, but Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they're at home. Backup quarterback going in there. Huntley showed some 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 metal last year when he had to step in. But uh, for me, he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He, he's got he can run around a little bit, do some things, look flashy, but. But he's he's no Lamar Jackson. And even Lamar Jackson this year has not looked like himself. There's something you're saying something's missing with Barkley. Something's missing with that team right now. It's basically uh, Mark Andrews, and you have to play him. He's he's matchup proof, quarterback proof, weather proof, whatever for the most part. Uh, but other than that, I don't see playing many guys in this game. Maybe if you need Najee on Pittsburgh, but I, I would stay fully away from this game, as you had alluded to. Yeah, I agree with you. I can't play anybody in the Baltimore backfield. Just nothing nothing seems to shake out there. And I was thinking about Najee Harris, Rob, for a minute, but that Baltimore Raven defense has become stingier over time this season with, with the addition of, of uh, the guy from Chicago, actually. Yeah, they've uh, definitely uh, stiffened up against the, the uh, running backs. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough game environment in general, like you said. 36 and a half point totals what's showing me so yeah i mean neither team's projected over 20 <laughs> so yeah. it's not not really where you want to go i mean obviously huntley is interesting from the fact that he can run and like joe mentioned <laughs> with andrews you never really want to bench andrews um yeah obviously andrews has been rough since since getting banged up but um last year huntley force-fed andrews a ton oh, yeah. like like I, yeah i think it was like he averaged around 20 fantasy points a game with with Huntley he had like almost a 30 percent target share and nearly 90 oh, yeah. it was like 91 yards a game so um, carry me into my fantasy uh, championship last year it was unbelievable 30 40 uh, points he was he was killing it but uh, I haven't uh, seen that yet this year kind of nuts kinda I know 
Exactly, exactly. And I think it's uh I think it's a comedy I think it's a situation where like with Huntley, he's not as necessarily great of a quarterback in terms of getting through his reads and with Andrews being his first read, basically he's he's gonna look there, get 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 to him if he's open, maybe head to the second read and then take off running. So like that's kind of what I think of when I think of Huntley. And um so it could be could mean a lot of good things for for Mark Andrews if he force feeds him. I like how you guys are talking about Mark Andrews because if somebody so implied wanted to to go over to the prize picks website there and and put in the code FI today they will match whatever deposit you want to put over there you can take the Justin Herbert half over half a passing yard and you could also play the Mark Andrews 54 and a half receiving yards you could take the over in that and i think you could cash out on that one pretty easy so see you combine those couple of things right there and to be able to do that i also like the marcus robinson i I, i'm sorry guys i do i've always liked the marcus robinson to be honest with you even when he was playing in kansas city but huntley's been targeting him as well this past week beforehand before he was even targeting mark andrews it seems like he was playing with him pretty well i think he had nine targets uh eight targets seven receptions uh, 41 yards. Uh, I wish I wish it was more yardage than that, but it's just somebody that he's looking for. And if they do happen to get down to the end zone, maybe that's the reason why Mark Andrews isn't getting open because they don't have any wide receivers. But he obviously had a little bit of interest in playing with Demarcus Robinson, just a little bit, you know. And and I also look at George Pickens as a possibility to play this week, just because he was on the sideline hooping and hollering last week, kind of showboat. I don't want to say showboat. He was just saying, "Throw me the ball. Let me do something." I'm not sure that I I believe that the Pittsburgh Steeler wide receivers actually want to catch the ball. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm serious because they don't go up after the ball. They they don't. It doesn't seem like they go and grab the ball. They wait for the ball to come to them. That's my That's problem correct. whenever I was watching them. And and it's it's if it's not right there, it's not like they're going and grabbing it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I'm looking at George Pickens this week as possibly that squeaky squeaky wheel that needs to be oiled and greased this week, Joe. I I just think that I got a feeling about that one. Well, he's uh, he's definitely got a lot of talent, right? Uh, it's a nice way to say that he hasn't done a whole lot in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Deontay Johnson, he's not the guy. George Pickens is the guy with the uber talent, one-handed catches, behind the back, whatever you want to say. So if you're going to go with the one receiver that maybe could pop off and give you a, a big boom week, as you would say, in that baby bowl or in your redraft up, definitely an option. But, uh, you know, rookie running, rookie quarterback, Baltimore's defense, I don't feel great about it. But, yeah, definitely an option. Isaiah likely, Rob, didn't play a lot of snaps. I, I'll admit it. But he had four catches on four targets for 30 yards. We know his abilities out there on the field. I wish he was out there on the field a little bit more to, to really pay that off. But, man, he's $2,700 on DraftKings, Rob. Yeah, he's 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 an interesting one be, for sure because he is talented. He is more of like an athletic receiver style build. Um, I honestly kind of thought when I, when I was doing the stream with the uh, Dadbod guys, we had talked about um, when ba- back when Bateman went down for the season, we mm-hmm. thought maybe that they would try to get likely involved more, run two more two tight end sets, um, have both him and Andrews out there at the same time, get them both on routes and, and, uh, use, use that, uh, size, those size speed guys to their advantage. Um, and it hasn't really, like you said, they haven't really used him as much as, as much as like they probably should. Um, he's only ran or had like 27% and 32% snaps the past two games, um, 11 and 14 routes. 
And uh, so hopefully, hopefully that those numbers can start to tick up a little more because he uh, he produced pretty well when he got into that 60 plus percent and 20 plus route uh, rate. So I'm hoping we could see more out of him. And I always try to think of who, who's who's Huntley throwing it to on the second team squad. You know who's who's he who's he got a comfortable rapport with that he's trying to find out there on the field now that he's a starter and he's going to be taking those first down snaps. And yeah, we know that he likes Mark Andrews, but there's another tight end. And his name is Isaiah Likely, and maybe there's been some kind of rapport built up there. I don't know the four targets, four receptions for 30 yards, seven DraftKings points last week, $2,700 this week. Uh, he might be one of those guys where you do a little double tight end stack if you wanted to he's cheap enough you don't even have to do that man yeah so. for sure and, and and with the like you said at tight end and the price that he is at tight end on on DraftKings, uh he's he's definitely a viable option definitely jacksonville at tennessee tennessee boy oh boy if you haven't used derrick henry yet i think this is the week to use him with the with the wide receivers being down with burks you know being down and and robert woods i don't know if he ever even got up this year but you got derrick henry <laughs> going against those jacksonville jaguars joe we, i know he hasn't done anything the last couple of weeks it really just feels like something you know they're like too many miles on derrick henry's tires but i think they're inflated i think they're ready to run and rumble here in tennessee this week you know what? I have to agree with you. Uh, I looked at I looked at the matchup this week, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but but historically, Derrick Henry loves to run against Jacksonville. He's at home, as you mentioned. One of my favorite uh, rookie wide receivers, Burks, is probably going to be out with the concussion. Hope he gets well soon. But uh, Derrick Henry, definitely, I'm firing it up this week. Uh, you should see my lineup; it's it's star studded. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm saving all, I'm, I've saved all these running backs. I'm going to unleash them on the, uh, the baby bowl. It's going to be glorious. Can't tell you everything, but, but it's going to be awesome. I got three studs coming right your way, but Derek Henry's definitely one of them. They're going to have to feed them. I mean, who else is, who else is that real life quarterback Tannehill going to throw to, right? I mean, who does he got? Robert <laughs> Woods, true. the ghost of Robert Woods. Uh, I think Derek Henry's a smash spot this week. He's got a good, he's got a good. He's got a good few weeks coming up here, but I, I just feel like he just loves running against Jacksonville. He, they're gonna they're gonna lean on him this week for sure. Trevor Lawrence has remained sidelined at practice even through today, Rob. So uh, it's really looking like he's not gonna play. I don't know. Maybe he'll get out there. He played the second half of last week's game, so maybe maybe he'll play again this week. If not, it's who's that? Bethard? Beth? Is how you say his name? Bethard? Yeah, C.J. Bethard. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't expect a lot out of him, so that's really going to deflate the possibility to play these wide receivers against the Tennessee Titans, or am I reading it wrong? Is that the old San Francisco quarterback that did do a little something-something whenever he had an opportunity? That is, he he was formerly with the Niners, um, mm-hmm. and he did do, he was a, he was serviceable with them um i think honestly yeah exactly (laughs) exactly i think i think and i think it's honestly more of a situation where that uh that system can just have guys come in and and be serviceable um because of the way they run their offense so it'll be interesting to see if he can uh, do a little something this is definitely the matchup to do it though uh the titans are basically a pass funnel they stop the run really 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 well we saw um the Eagles last week decided, I mean, even Jalen Hurts really didn't run much. Uh, they decided to just drop back and pass and, and pass well, they Rob, did. I mean, do you need to run when you can pass all over them with, oh, <laughs> X wide receiver, AJ Brown, who just had a little bit of a vendetta to, to settle there. But, but 
did Jalen Hurts really need to run? I mean, he just throw the ball over all over the yard. It's really all they had to do. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it is. It is. They're they're a perfect team to basically just uh, throw on the whole entire game. So I love Lawrence if he if uh, he's able to suit up. It'll be interesting to see what uh, C.J. Beathard does and if he's able to enable like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram, those kind of guys. Um, because with with Lawrence in there, they're definitely interesting plays, and uh, I like them a lot. Okay, all right. I can see that. Uh, I'm looking at wide receivers, if Beathard's in there, so that, that's what we could do there. And tight end as well, the Evan Ingram. I like I like him against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, seems to be getting a lot of those routes that we've always wanted him to get. So this is a week not to play Evan Ingram is what I'm gathering in my mind because I do want to play him, and it's a good matchup. So don't play Evan Ingram this week as well. <laughs> What about the Okawanka guy? Okay, how do you say his name for Tennessee? The Chig Okawanka. Yeah, I was to say I I don't know how to say I I I don't know if I'm gonna butcher a Conwu maybe a Kwanwu. Okay, Okawanka. Chig a Con a He he looks like a big dude. I better pay my I better pay some respect to his last name. Is what I better do. He's not too far away from here. He can just come stop. But he had 10.8 DraftKings points last week. Four receptions, five targets. You know, it's one of those things where we're we would keep waiting for that tight end to emerge in Tennessee, just like they have in the past that we've really liked and we just haven't seen it, but maybe this is the guy. Maybe it wasn't Austin Hooper all along, Rob. Yeah, he's uh definitely looks a, I mean, a lot more athletic than, than Austin Hooper. I mean, I don't think that's like a hard thing really to, do. Hard to do. Right. I was going to say, yeah, that, that's not, yeah, that's not a bar. That's not a, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a high bar. Uh, but, but yeah, he, he looks, uh, I, I, it's funny cause I had someone, uh, you know, so basically someone said I had seen the other day that basically said that he's there, he's their new John o. Smith at this point where he was just a, just a um, athletic guy that breaks big plays. And it seems like every week he's breaking off like a 30 yard pass play. Um, so yeah, he's interesting too, because uh, I mean, I, I kind of just like this game environment um, even though the, the total's fairly low, but um, there's a lot of interesting pieces that probably a lot of people still have available in baby ball. Cause they're not, uh, you know, household names. So um, there could be some guys to play this week. So we got we stumbled upon the Denver Bronco team, which is a good place to just look at the rest of the season schedule a little bit for some of these teams on what who we would want to play. So some of the worst defenses in the league, we would say that the Chicago Bears, especially now over the last couple of weeks, have been a terrible defense. Joe, you alluded to that just a little bit earlier. So let's mm-hmm. read their matchups that we have coming up here for them. We have a Philadelphia Eagles. They're on bye week this week. And so for baby bowl purposes, it only runs through 17 weeks here. So we have the Philadelphia Eagles, and then we have the Buffalo Bills, and then we have the Detroit Lions at Detroit. So it's in a dome for you, Rob. The other games are in Chicago. Looks like great spots for Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Detroit coming up here over the next three weeks. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. They're a pretty pitiful defense too, right? Or have they come on pretty pretty strong as of late? I think they're more more of a team to target than to avoid. Okay. Uh, week 17, they have the Rams. Uh, so we can't we <laughs> okay we can't play anybody against them there because they don't the Rams don't have anybody to play against uh for <laughs> maybe maybe it's a Cam Akers game maybe that'll be a Cam Akers game right uh, against the Rams uh Indian, Indianapolis is in week sixteen for them 
that's a good one. That's a good matchup for them. Um, I don't know if it'll be Matt Ryan or who it'll be. Uh, Baker Mayfield dreams are over for all those Indianapolis Colt fans because he's <laughs> they, playing for they Los- might call you up, Wes. <laughs> it might be down to you at that point. I, I mean, I'm like, ready. I am ready. <laughs> I am so ready. I'll do it. Yeah, get those uh, cleats out of the closet, man. Let's go. <laughs> Ten- Tennessee and Miami. Miami, of course, playing them this week, so that's a great matchup for them. So we're going to follow those guys around. What about the Cleveland Browns, Rob? We always talk about running backs against the Cleveland Browns. Guess what? They're playing Washington week 17. They're playing New Orleans week 16, and they're playing Baltimore. So we're no, no Baltimore Ravens uh, that we want to play in the backfield. But, man, that looks like a good spot for Alvin Kamara if you haven't used him yet coming up here in week number 16. So I, I like that one. Yeah, definitely Kamara against the Browns is is a good one. Um, and then you mentioned the Washington game, Gibson and uh, Brian mm-hmm. Robinson. It'll be interesting to see what the the split looks like when come week seventeen because that that one seems to be switching a lot a good amount. Um, or whoever's healthy. So if if one of them does happen to go down, that's then uh, the other one will be definitely a guy to fire up against the Browns. The Las Vegas Raiders are a good one. New England Patriots, they play them next week. Of course, the Raiders are playing tonight against the Rams. The Steelers in a couple of weeks against those very, very uh, Raiders. So that might be the week to be able to play some of those Pittsburgh Steelers. And then the San Francisco 49ers. Who else? Houston Texans. You like to pick on the Houston Texans, Mr. Joe Flo. Uh, and they, they have got Dallas, of course, this week. So you can play the Kansas city next week. So you can play the Kansas city chiefs then. You, oh, you don't say. You, Pacheco, you, you, sniffed, can you, you sniffed out my lineup for next week. What gives? <laughs> can you imagine Pacheco against the Houston no. Texans? Man, oh, Pacheco against God. the Texans. Uh, then got to play him at some point. So, you know, that might be the play. You never know. At Tennessee, so you might want to wait on Derrick Henry. Great spot for him to be against Jacksonville this week, but then he'll be playing against those Houston Texans that he loves to run against as well. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars to finish out the Baby Bowl. Anybody else, guys, that you think of with terrible, terrible defenses and you'd want to know what their schedules are like? No. Not? not, Uh, I haven't dove too too far into it, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, so those, those ones all sound good to me. Yeah, those sound pretty good. I haven't really thought about it uh, too much, but I, you know, Carolina's run defense is pretty bad, pretty bad mm-hmm. defense overall. Other than that, I mean, that that would be one that would stick out for a a, a run a run defense, and particularly. Right. And let's let's oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the other. I, I'm always trying to, you know, obviously up targeting uh, dome games. So like, I I definitely like taking on again going against mm. Detroit and Minnesota, uh, especially when they're playing. Those two are playing at home. Um, both of those Absolutely. are definitely uh, beatable secondaries for sure that have good offenses um, to go up against. So there's going to be a lot of high high scoring games, I think, with with those two teams the rest of the way. With, with the Titans and that t- terrible secondary that they had that we just talked about, they play against the Chargers next week. So you may want to save your Keenan Allen, your Mike Williams for, for playing against those Titans, and it's at L.A., so that should be pretty if, good if, weather and everything. If Mike Williams could ever make it back on the field, I think he's practicing <laughs> as of today. But God, yeah, I do, too. He's always hurt. He's got so much talent, but he just can't stay on the field. So Yes, very disappointing. 
Uh, they play Houston there in week 16 and then the Dallas Cowboys to finish out the baby bowl schedule. So that might be a good one to save the CD lambs and the Dalton Schultz's not to burst your bubble there, Mr. Joe Flo, but that's a possibility too. Carolina Panthers soft run defense is what Joe Flo says here. And they play the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. They play the Detroit Lions the week after that. And then they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that might be some players to be able to look at. Rob, you talked about the Detroit Lions. It seemed to be, I don't know what they're doing. They seem to be lighting off bombs and letting everybody score a whole bunch of points and everything, (laughs) it feels like to me. Uh, But the Detroit Lions, they finish out the year with Chicago, at Carolina, and at the New York Jets. So that'd be a great spot for the Jets, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like uh, the Jets uh, passing game against the Lions. Um, that one's going to be interesting. It's not in Detroit, so I don't love it as, yeah, as yeah. quite as much, but still, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Garrett Wilson have a have a day on that one. Last one here. Well, Minnesota. Mike White's the quarterback, though, Ketter. That's <laughs> exactly, That's sure. exactly. You don't want to touch that offense without uh, our, our buddy Mike White in there. Uh, if, Joe Flacco, if Joe Flacco was playing, Ooh. we wouldn't have any well, issues. Let's let's finish out this little <laughs> the ghost, talk here. The ghost of, the ghost of Joe Flacco. <laughs> With Minnesota, they finish up the season at Green Bay, so that's not going to be a good one. Uh, uh, week 16, it's the New York Giants at Minnesota, so that, that might be a good one to fire it up. But the, Rob Norton, man, Rob, you are going to love next week. The, the Indianapolis Colts travel to Minnesota to play them in a dome. With all that the firepower that both teams had kind of, well, I say firepower. They do have Matt Ryan throwing them the ball, so that may not be too much power. But it looks like a fun game anyway. So that might be a place to be able to play Indianapolis Colts that you have not played yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I like that one for, for Colts, whether it's, I mean, obviously, really, it's Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. So um, those would be the two that you'd look to use next week. And always no, are you Are you guys putting my whole lineup out there for next week for the week of the year. I mean, <laughs> you're literally reading my, my, my cards here. I mean, it's kind of, kind of nuts. So I think, I think, I think, I think you got about three or four or five of my players out, out there in the last five minutes here. So, so you're, you're, you're welcome for, uh, for next week. Absolutely. Good, good plays there. You got to fire up your Colts at some point. And Minnesota, That's true. Can't stop much. That's, that that is, there. that is true. Speaking about firing people up, Kansas City goes on to play the Denver Broncos. Good weather conditions, a 43-point total, 26 points projected for Kansas City, and 17 points projected for the Denver Broncos. Rob Norton, there's somebody I love in this game. Love, love, love. He doesn't even play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know who I absolutely love in this game? Can I, can I guess? Oh, yeah, please. Jerry Judy. That is exactly right. I love a Jerry Judy. I feel like they're going to have to pass the ball all over the place, and he has been coming on pretty strong. I traded for him a couple of weeks ago, actually, in a redraft league. I'm hoping, I hoping I make the playoffs in that one. It's my home league, and I'm just, I just, I, I should have drafted a quarterback, is what I should have done. But I did. <laughs> but I, I traded for Jerry Judy because I saw his schedule coming up, and he has got a wonderful baby bowl schedule coming up. But I think that this is the start of it all, where he can really go in there and fire it up right now. Which flow this week it sounds to me like you're playing jerry judy in the baby bowl you know what uh i i may just from what you had told me about the uh, chargers next week i may take out my keenan allen and put jerry judy in there instead i mean you know yeah. kansas city's gonna score a gajillion points so who's who's then we're gonna throw the ball to jerry judy greg dolchich uh 
that's about it with Sutton being out. Uh, so, yeah, Jerry Judy, uh, explosion season is upon us. Yep, just in time for the playoffs. Rob, I've noticed that the Pacheco bus is, it looks so much fun. Is it so, he's so fun. I love watching it. I very rarely get excited to watch a running back kind of a thing. You know, I, I mean, I love watching running backs. We grew up, Joe and I grew up watching Walter Payton highlights all over the place. And, and yeah, Nick Chubb is out there, but you know, nobody bounces around like Pacheco does right now. I don't think in the NFL and he's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's interesting. He runs like so violently from what, from whenever I've seen him. And, uh, he just he has so much energy like it's like it's like he's running as hard as he possibly it, just the way it looks it looks like he's running as hard as he possibly can every step and it's so it is it is fun to see a guy doing that and giving that kind of effort I noticed too that they passed it to him like in the first series two times and I was Finally. going oh my if they if they start throwing him the football too where this is like everything but I, I, I this is a Melvin Gordon week. I, I, I'm not saying to play Melvin Gordon because he's not even on the <laughs> roster, but this is a Melvin Gordon week. If there has ever been a week to play against the Denver Broncos, he signed with Kansas city. Of course, Rob, I was talking to Pierre and the DFS streamer podcast and I was sitting there. We just started talking hypothetically. The defense doesn't like Russell Wilson. The defense likes somebody like Melvin Gordon, right? I mean, the defense is sitting there snapping at Russell Wilson whenever he's walking off the field. I, I, I think it was in Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago, wherever it was. And now he has an opportunity. They, they have an opportunity to just let Melvin Gordon score 100 touchdowns if they want to, <laughs> you know? It would be interesting. It would be interesting yeah, but, to see that. But, but Wes would be on the, have to be on the practice field. I know, I know, Melvin I know. Gordon isn't even on the, uh, the, 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 the live roster. roster. So, right. you know, yeah. I know, and, and they have a game against Denver, I think, in a couple of weeks too. So I don't know. I don't know how this. If 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 Melvin Gordon is activated, though, he's got. I'm gonna play him. He's gonna be in my captain spot in DraftKings everywhere. I mean, it's just it, you got to do it uh, for the running backs. So for the situation over here, Rob, for the Denver Broncos, Latavius Murray looks like the guy to own, and I think we could play him this week too at 5200 on DraftKings, but also possibly even in Baby Bowl. Yeah, I think he's a, uh, I think he's a, one another one where it's it's better in DraftKings because of the salary relief that he can give you. But um, he's he's viable in both. He's viable in both. Joe, if people have used up all their quarterbacks, you know the Josh Allen's, the Jalen Hurts, the Ryan Tannehill's, and if they've used up all those guys and they're looking for somebody else to play, is this a week to play Russell Wilson? I mean, it's going against the Kansas City Chiefs. You think he's got to throw the ball all over the place? Kansas City usually lets up a lot of yards, or or, or you just you know, that ship has sailed. Can I give you a one-word answer? <laughs> yes. So no. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I, okay. I don't think Russell Wilson is viable for fantasy in any way, shape, or form this year. I haven't looked at his matchups coming up, but if he hasn't done it thus far, I, I don't know what's going to change at this point. I mean, he's down Sutton, right? Yeah, I mean, Judy could have a good game. He's the last of the Mohicans, so I'd fire him up with a bunch of PPR points as we had said, but, uh, you know, you know who I love in this game. And as you said, you know, for, for baby ball, we'd love if we could play some defenses, give me Kansas city defense. I mean, I think they're just going to tee off on Denver this year and it's in the rest of the year too, looking at their mm -hmm. schedule, Houston, mm -hmm. Seattle, Denver to end the year. You, if, you, if they're out there on your waiver wire, I, I'd go scoop them up. You don't have to worry about defense rest of the year and your, 
in your, uh, in your playoffs. But uh, definitely, that's my favorite. Uh, my favorite defenses uh, for the rest of the year. Okay, I like that. Denver Broncos have got a stout defense. Rob, are we scared about playing any of these wide receivers for Kansas City just because we don't really know who's going to get the ball? Yeah, I mean, you, to me, it's kind of like just same as any other week with with the uh, Chiefs receivers. You're all, you never feel good about starting any of them, um, but you know <laughs> that probably at least one of them is going to have a good game uh, more often than not. Um, so yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, ultimately right. you don't it's really you can't. Yep, exactly. So, so yeah, um, I probably won't fire any of them up, but um, I couldn't blame anyone for doing it. Tampa you Bay get a Kadarius Tony zero game again. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those in baby ball earlier this year. Zero. Uh, so. yeah, join the join the club. Join the club. <laughs> yeah. Tampa, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. This one is only at 37 points, fellas. This is 37 Ooh. point total. Tampa Bay is projected for 17 and San Francisco is projected for 20. Ooh. I can't help but think though, Rob, and, and, and that's probably my problem is <laughs> I can't help <laughs> but think the big problem. <laughs> Tom Brady and and I know it's the San Francisco 49ers and they got to travel to San Francisco. I know all that stuff, but as far as DraftKings goes, he hits his he hits his three times the value every single week it feels like. Every every single week somehow some way either him or the referees figure out how to get him there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a question, Rob. Oh, sorry, it must have cut out on me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. I, I all of a sudden it went. That was a really <laughs> sneaky thing to do to me, Rob. That was so yeah. sneaky. What is going it was, on over there? No, yeah, I was. Okay in Ohio? It's it must must not be. It must be coming kind of a storm. Something coming in. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. All, all, all I heard. All I heard was uh, Tom Brady, and then it just went dark. I said DraftKings. Well, it's probably because they knew I was going to talk about the referees giving him the the three times the value on DraftKings each and every week. It seems like he gets there, right? That's I mean, Tom Brady just gets there. One of these weeks, they're going to be able to put the stuff together. You would think they're going to. You think him and Mike Evans are going to be on the same page? That they're going to get those long bombs going. And and you're talking about a fifty six hundred dollar Tom Brady. That's cheap for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, that's the thing is like he still has Chris Godwin and, and Mike Evans. He's still, you know, they're projected to be underdogs, so they're probably going to be throwing. Um, Fifty six hundred is just it's just too cheap. I mean, you know, the upside when it comes to him and obviously it's been somewhat of a rough year. But still, like you said, uh, at some point they're going to get on the same page, it feels like. They don't even ever. I mean, very rarely do they seem like they they run the ball. It's always a drop back pass, and sometimes it goes to those running backs. I don't know if I want a Leonard Fournette anymore. I, I don't know. The, 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 his ship has sailed too, Joe, a little bit. It looked more like a Rondell White to me, uh, backfield nowadays. Yeah, Rashad you know, White. Rashad White. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what I know. You were talking about, so I don't even know what mm-hmm. what, what first name he gave him, but. Uh, you know, Lenny, uh, he played, believe it or not, uh, 60% of the snaps last mm-hmm. week. And I think White played, you know, 40, 45, what have you. I was kind of surprised that he came in after his injury and, and played as much as he did. Um, to be honest, this week, though, against San Francisco's number one run defense, I don't feel great about playing either of these running backs. 
I do feel better about playing Rashad White because he is more of the pass catching back now, even though he does have more waddle in him, both running and passing. Lenny's just kind of a straightforward runner at this point. But I feel better about Rashad White over Lenny. Um, I don't know if I'd fire either of them up in Baby Bowl. You may be forced in redraft like I am to play Lenny when you're on Vine Mageddon uh, here uh, mm-hmm. last week of the regular season, first week of the playoffs. But uh, Rashad White sticks out to me more than Lenny because of the pass-catching ability he's shown in the last few weeks. Rob, with how much the defense has to stay on the field, it feels like nowadays for Tampa Bay, they almost look a little bit gassed out there because there's been so many three and outs whenever you watch Tom Brady. You know, it's just not a lot of points being put up on the board by them in those long, sustaining drives that we're usually used to. I wonder if this isn't a George Kittle week, if you still have him left for Bay Bowl. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't really good against the tight end situ- tight end position at all. So I- I'm just thinking about doing a little George Kittle action. Yeah, I'd be fine with it, too. Uh, Kittle, obviously, is like a guy that's just like super efficient um, and uh, really talented. Sometimes he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit with how many mouths they have to feed, and he gets kind of relegated to blocking a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I... I I definitely wouldn't mind playing Kittle this week. Okay. Carolina at Seattle, one of the last games we have, 43.5 point total, good weather, 20 points is projected for Carolina, and 24 points for Seattle. If all the running backs are out, we could play Geno Smith, I believe, and we could play Geno Smith each and every week. I know he's got a little shoulder thing going on, is what they say. I just think it was a, a Thursday, you know, got to find some reason to not make him get so many reps in the practice squad. What about Sam Darnold, Rob? Are you, are you playing Sam Darnold in baseball? We don't have to do that, do we? <laughs> No, 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 okay. no. Not even against the Seattle Seahawks defense. Yeah, that's 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 getting too too sneaky out here. Yeah, all right, all right, that's fine. You only have to play seventeen quarterbacks, you know. Well, I do know that, and but I, I I think you might be the eighteenth best quarterback. So <laughs> I, I don't think we're going quite as far as Darnold. That would be, you know. We're getting into thirty to forty best quarterbacks in the in the league. We we don't need to do that, do we? I don't get yeah, a lot of things right, Joe. Yeah. But I, I remember I remember <laughs> calling my shot with Baker Mayfield a couple of a couple of maybe months ago, years ago. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if I've gotten anything right since then though. Uh, running back room looks like it's the New York uh, Jets running back situation from last week here for the Carolina Panthers for the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know who to trust back here. I don't think Kenneth Walker's going to play. Deontay Foreman, I know he wants to play, but I, I don't know that he's playing. I, 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 I just don't know what to do. If Deontay Foreman's not playing, can we? When we're looking for running backs, we're looking for him. Should we play one of the other running backs for Carolina, like a Chuba Hubbard? Joe, yeah, I'm. Oh, sorry, Joe? Rob, Joe. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't fire up Hubbard unless. Uh, Foreman was out, as you had mentioned. Foreman's playing. He's been fine recently. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire like he had to start the year. But but if he's out, yeah, Chuba's definitely an option. Again, you know, these, these run defenses are, I mean, you know, you saw what Josh Jacobs did two weeks ago against Seattle. Definitely can run on him. It's just who's going to be healthy. I mean, for Seattle, we don't even know if they're going to have a healthy running back. Tony Jones Jr., who's a cannon fodder a practice squad player for the most part. So, uh, we'll have to see what, what happens uh, come tomorrow afternoon with the injuries. All right. So that means, Rob, if you're not going to fire up his quarterback, you can't play DJ Moore either. Is that right? Oh, I'm playing DJ Moore. I'm oh, playing DJ Moore. Look, no, you can't have yeah, – somebody's got to throw him the ball. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. I yeah, Darnold. But, but Darnold, that's, that's the, the only guy he throws to. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he's he, he he enabled him to. I think it was like twenty-two or twenty-three points um, before the bye. Um, yeah, basically everyone except for Baker Mayfield has been throwing the ball to DJ Moore. Um, Baker couldn't figure that part out yet. I guess I don't know what <laughs> what he was doing, but. But yeah, um, I don't love. I don't necessarily like love DJ Moore um, for baby bulls straight up, but like for for um, DraftKings purposes, he's only fifty five hundred, um, and I think he'll, he'll he can definitely return that two and a half to three x value. This one might be a big shootout too. Miami at the Chargers, and mm-hmm. I, I think Jalen Waddle practiced today, so I think that that's no no worries. Tyreek he'll be he'll be out there. He's always out there. It feels like, and I like you said, Joe. Mike Williams might be back for this game. He doesn't have a questionable tag on the DraftKings stuff right now. So I mean, yeah. we're looking at a pretty healthy game right now for all these players. So the only thing that that well, I guess I'm not even worried about it. I just I think that this could be a shootout here if we wanted to fire up all these players for the Bayable purposes. Joe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I really don't have anyone that I would sit here. Um, you know, I, I think they're all, they're all good options. I don't think that you're going to see, I think maybe first to 30 wins this game. So, uh, last to have the ball, maybe, I mean, okay. yeah, you're, you're firing up everybody. I mean, if, uh, Williams and Allen are healthy, go with them. Might not want to go with your Palmers and Carters if those guys are both in there, but, uh, pretty much fire up your regulars and, uh, and even you know some of those secondary receivers if you need them if uh, if health isn't an option or you know isn't there or whatever but yeah no great game to to fire up absolutely any any concerns Rob of Miami playing against San Francisco in San Francisco I believe last week right so now they've been out there in the West Coast for quite some time playing against these West Coast teams any concerns at that because that's a long way away from Miami. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not too concerned about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just I just think they played you know a really tough team, and uh, now they're gonna play playing against a a team that should push them offensively and and shouldn't be able to stop them too well. So I'm I'm pretty bullish on this game overall. Everett, is it a, is it an Everett week or is it like an Ingram week? Wherever you think it is, it's not. It's not. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's the thing everett's been like that this year so i don't mind him yeah he has i i don't mind him but it's i mean i think the time to use everett was more when the uh receivers were banged up and it looks like mike williams practiced full today so i kind of don't love everett as much but at the same time you can't go too wrong having a a, a uh, tight end in this kind of game environment uh considering the state of tight end New England at Arizona to finish off our night here, Joe. And I know you're sitting there saying that all oh, you can't, you don't have to play that quarterback, Wes. You only got seven. I don't know. I maybe I didn't start with 17 quarterbacks on my roster, but it looks like I don't have any quarterbacks left right now, Joe. And so I'm looking at a Mac Jones against an Arizona Cardinal defense that seems pretty soft to me. So I got to fire him up at some point because I really think, but maybe that Rob sabotaged a little sneaky sabotage and took about 16 of my quarterbacks off the board. And so I'm down. I'm here at the bottom half looking at Mac Jones going, hey, hey, it's better than Brandon Zappi that I wanted to play earlier this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're if you're looking at your quarterback room and you've used all the big the big guys and you got no one left, sure, I mean, fire up Mac Jones. But uh, 
kind of like, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones can't even run. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he might be slower than Tom Brady at this point. So, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at your quarterback room, you don't have anybody, feel free. But, uh, you know, in Arizona, I mean, they, they couldn't stop you or me. So uh, feel free. Go for it. But, uh, I mean, he, he's he's just going to be serviceable. That's That's about it. All right, all right. We know we could put in Kyler Murray though anytime that we want to play oh, him. Yeah. I think the New England Patriot defense, yeah, might be might be a little bit of camouflage of what they used to be. They they may not be quite what they used to be, I I think. But when I look at the running back room, Rob, two workhorse running backs, Connor and Stevenson. Uh both of those guys right there. I I, I hope the offense figures out something more for Stevenson, but who would you rather play this week, Stevenson or Connor? Stevenson. Um I like both, but yeah, it's Stevenson for me. All right, and then we could play Hopkins. We could play Brown. I don't know that we got any sneaky plays in here that we necessarily <laughs> want. Isn't it weird how New England does it with their wide receivers, though? I mean, we got we got Jacoby Myers sitting there week in and week out. Looks like he's the main wide receiver, but then it's like six or seven targets tops, tops. That's like his ceiling, I believe, each and every week, what we can hope for. But then a Parker, an Aguilar, somebody like that, born ends up catching one of those big long ones, Joe. I just, I just don't know who to pick on in this wide receiver room for the New England Patriots. That's just it. They don't really have many wide receivers to speak of. Jacoby Myers is really the only one with, any name value to him really whatsoever. He hasn't done anything since I'm looking week eight against the Jets was the last time he hit double digits in a full PPR league. So, I mean, he's in a great spot. If you're looking for a weapon, um, you know, he would, he would be the one, but, but yeah, I mean, they, they have a guy that comes out, you know, each week, it's kind of like the Jets or the Seattle running back room at this point, who knows what's going to, who's going to emerge. So, uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers is the best of a, a bad bunch there but but okay. great spot but i don't know who's gonna produce rob i know you talked about a tj hawkinson revenge week hunter henry is going against the arizona cardinals isn't that like the spot that you want to smash hunter henry yeah yeah um i usually don't like to really buy too much into uh tight end defense um but i will do it like on the true outliers and it looks like cardinals cardinals seahawks look like they're like the true really really bad ones um so yeah uh, hunter henry um i think a lot of people are gonna look to him this week obviously he's gonna he's gonna be probably coming in ranked run in that 12 to 16 range uh i would think by most people and you know obviously we're in week 14 so um he's definitely a viable option all right guys that wrapped it up mr joe flow at 23 over on twitter you did a wonderful job, my friend. I was so uh, happy to be able to talk to you. Oh, well, thanks, Wes. It's been uh, been great uh, great ch- chatting with you guys. It's been something I've been looking to do since I joined Baby Bowl uh, last year. And like I said, I was close once or twice and uh, finally got the opportunity. So this was uh, a lot of fun. First pod, first time podcaster here. So hopefully I didn't uh, didn't uh, you know disappoint too 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 much. <laughs> you did great. No, job. you did. You did great. You did great. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Sure did. And you did too, uh, Rob Norton at Norton0723 over on Twitter. I know you got all kinds of things coming out at the end of this week. And I look forward to looking at all those different articles. And I look forward to my Baby Bowl playoff invitation coming in the mail.
my email. Uh, you, better, you might as well send it snail mail because I don't check my emails, Rob. Uh, but coming on real soon on those as well. And you can find me over on Twitter at Loafnet. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. But more importantly than all those things, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. <laughs>